me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome to DC On Screen, episode 477. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, as always, my stalwart co-host, Jason Goss. Well, not always, but yes, I'm here. Yeah, not always. Sometimes you're less than stalwart, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, you know, that's... I mean, none of us are perfect, man. There's uh, two or three exceptions somewhere in the list of 400-something freaking recordings. Yeah. Every once in a while, you're just wart. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man anything uh interesting transpiring over on your end for the week nope not a thing redoing a bathroom super boring yeah yeah i've just been working in the dave cave man working working in the house working on the dave cave mm-hmm. just uh yeah i have a lot of stuff man i'd trade with you i mean because at least you're getting to do some aesthetic stuff i'm just kind of trying to make sure a freaking stud is level from three different directions I mean, there's that stuff, too. I mean, it's like, I'll take a break from that and, you know, go build a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get that. But like, if you're, if you're like, like framing a wall, you can't be like, you know what? What if it stud went this way and enjoy yourself? There's no creativity to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little bit, but, you know. The best you have is if know. you get done and you look at it and you're like, that wall is straight. That looks like a wall. That's 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 all you right. got. And that's, that's, that's not nothing. Yeah. Anyway. So we should probably get to uh, the news. Bring it. Not a huge amount this week. Um, And I will admit that this first piece isn't really news. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to hear. Uh, So earlier this week, Shazam star Zachary Levi, or I guess it was last week, uh, Zachary Levi alerted Ben Affleck to uh, Makuta, an 11-year-old Congo refugee in Atlanta who was dying from a rare form of cancer. And uh, this kid is a huge Batman fan. And uh, so on Friday, Affleck called uh, Makuta on FaceTime, and uh, everybody's been very pleased with that. Uh, Levi said, not all heroes wear capes, though coincidentally some do. Bravo, Ben Affleck, and continued prayers for Makuta. Ben says, Makuta is the real superhero here, and uh, you know, all is right with the world. I think he took some time to like make sure he thanked 
the giant amount of staff that made sure that was something he was aware of. Oh, he absolutely did. It and it's that all happened, and they thanked him. Yeah. It also, it was, it was um, a nice little. It's just a nice little piece where you get to feel like everything's going well for a second. Like I don't care if that's your bat, your your Batman or your Shazam or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? That was his, and he feels good. And damn it, that that matters way more than anything we think. And you know, in my mind, you know whether he does another film or not. No, he's Batman now. <laughs> he's just Batman forever. Yeah. And that's not even it. He also offered financial support for Makuta and his mother. Oh yeah, yeah. He was gonna bring. Uh, I think he was gonna bring everybody back together. There were some. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if she if she said yes or not, but he did offer to fly her from Zimbabwe to Atlanta. Yeah. But you know, I I even remember like back in the day, like I used to, when I was driving uh, for a living, I would listen to the radio, and they all Ben Affleck was always on commercials for the Eastern Congo Initiative that he helped found mm-hmm. back in. Uh, uh, what was it, 2010? And uh, so that's that's something that's been near and dear to that dude for a long time. Yeah. Uh, on to some other Batman news, though. <laughs> I feel like everything CNA after this is going to be less, less inspiring than like, oh, man, a right? nice thing happened. <laughs> right? Um, so CNA Lifestyle was talking to Jake Gyllenhaal, and they were asking if he would be Batman after Affleck left, and he was like, oh, wow, that's a difficult question. Uh, the answer to that is no. <laughs> Why is that a difficult question then? I don't know. And everyone's like arguing about like, you know, whether or not that, what this really means. I say, you know, if, if Affleck hasn't decided what he's going to do yet, Gyllenhaal can't say yes. I, I, you know? Yeah, that's a, a very, I mean, yes, that's precise. Yes. That's a whole side of this story so, just off the table. Yeah. It, this is like a question you can't answer in an interview. So... I mean, I feel like the only way you can definitively say <laughs> no is if you have personally decided, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm good. Yeah. And then, even then, we don't know to what level you're being considered. You might have you might have gotten called by a producer on Batman. Mm-hmm. You may have gotten that call from a rogue producer on Batman who really has nothing in his pocket to offer. He's just kind of reaching out to one... Like, that kind of reach-out call... All the time. All the time. Yeah. I say even now, the, the the answer might be yes or maybe based on what Ben Affleck decides to do. Like, you can't say maybe. You can't say yes, definitely. You can't say yes. Oh, for sure. No. All you, you can say, say is say no. Because yes. at that point, you're attached to the project, and that changes the project entirely. Like, that is not a thing mm-hmm. you can do. Even maybe is... Like, even maybe is keeping your name in the hat in a way that is... A little, like a little, you're speaking out of school. Yeah, I don't know, man. I it's just, it's just, it's not a, that's not a story. It's really not a story. Yeah. Like no, like this guy who might theoretically one day play Batman doesn't play Batman. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Right. Here's here's a thing to click on. Dave, uh, quick question: In the event uh-huh. that Affleck drops out, would you be willing to play Batman? Yes. Okay. Breaking news: David Robertson from DC on Screen <laughs> has decided. That he would, in fact, play Batman if Ben Affleck drops out. I'm attached. No, yeah, you're attached. Uh, that is news in the sense that this is news, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have got um, to get less preoccupied with shit that's happening four years in advance. Bef- what a scoop. Like, four decisions before. <laughs> we have an exclusive here, though, man. I think you're overlooking that. I'm going to be back. I know, I know. And I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for you. Yeah. Do I want to play? But do I want to play Robin to your Batman? No, I don't. I don't. 
I don't. That's another headline. You've already done that. That's another headline right there. I know. Jason Goss uh, refuses to play Robin to David Robertson's Batman, and then subtitle, That's he's right. done it before, there must be some trouble between these two. I. Well, yeah, bad blood, a little bit of bad yeah. blood. This is Batman bad blood all over again. And uh, I think in that headline it would be Jason Goss refuses to reprise, reprise his role, his role as, as, Robin. as Robin to David C. Robertson. From Batman, Batman. the short Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. And with any luck, the <laughs> internet would collectively decide to blame Kevin Sujihara right. for my refusal. <laughs> just, I do I do want to... Uh... <laughs> I just really want us all to pull back just to... Just to and when I say a tad, I mean like 50% from what we think is a newsworthy yeah. thing to click on. Yeah. Like, I wish there was a trigger in a lot of people's heads that said like, this guy won't do blah, blah, blah. And in and your head, you're like, that's three hypothetical things away. That's not a headline. And we all didn't click on it. <laughs> it would be amazing. So many websites would change what they were doing. Actual journalism will might say, though, happen again. I, I will say, if if for whatever reason this is not true, if if Jake Gyllenhaal winds up being Batman, I will give it a shot, but I will be deeply, deeply uh, disappointed. I see. I don't want. I don't want that dude playing Batman. I, I'm even. I'm even frustrated with that opinion at this point. You don't know. That's all give right. Him a shot. I'm gonna give him a shot. I just said I was give him a shot. I'm just saying. I don't think I'm down for it. Just give him a shot before. So far, you, I, I'm even. I'm I'm so frustrated with the the toxic polarization of this fan base at this point that at this mm-hmm. point anything that happens I'm like dude give it a damn minute I don't even care don't even care yeah. give it a minute I'm gonna give it a minute I'm gonna give it a minute it is frustrating to to be a fan of these characters at this point Ooh, got that off my chest like my my version of like vitriol over a casting is eh, we'll see and then like I'm thinking about something else. I'm not on Twitter going like screw this yeah, guy. No, I, I mean yeah, you know, I yeah, don't, that is true. I have seen I your version of being frustrated, and it is lackadaisical. <laughs> I mean, like, you're like you are. You can be bothered to raise your shoulders about a quarter. Uh, no, about an inch and a quarter, and because your frame yeah. is tall, it would be no more than a half an mm-hmm. inch if it was me. Right. <laughs> It looks exaggerated just because you're tall. That's it. Well, look, you know, I, I, I very, 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 like, look, I, I don't want to, okay, first of all, I don't want to say that I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal because I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. Like, everything I've seen mm-hmm. him in. He's a fine actor. Uh, I don't see him as Batman. But then, you know who I did see as Batman? Christian Bale. And I walked away from that kind of feeling pretty, yeah, that wasn't pretty, great. Uh, pretty robbed. Like, pretty, uh, that didn't work. He... He wasn't the like it did in some senses, but he was not the 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 driving force behind those movies for me. No, no. Um, I mean, it, it, as we said before, that voice was too yeah, much. I mean, and they made some weird choices with the back half of that trilogy. Otherwise, he yeah, played a great Bruce Wayne. A little too great, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you'd be too great as Bruce Wayne. Your job because is there to be are the places greatest. where he's a, well, there are places where he's supposed to be hanging out as Batman and talking to only people who know he's Batman, and he's still asking stupid questions as if he's Bruce oh, Wayne no, that in a part, public yeah, setting. Sure. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah, I felt like that was still in the back half that I'm disclaiming. Most, it was mostly oh, rises. Mostly, yeah, mostly. Yeah, it was mostly rises. Yeah, um, it happened in Dark Knight though, for real. Yeah, it did. If you when he's talking to Lucius about China. Yeah, yeah. He should have been. He shouldn't have had those questions. Anyway. Yeah. Some well-documented um, <laughs> problems. 
But yeah, I, you know, I, you know, everybody's opinion is their opinion. I, <clears throat> there are things I love about the Dark Knight trilogy and things I hate about it. And uh, I, I would give Gyllenhaal a, a shot as Batman. I'd, I'd see it through. I'd be like, well, you know, it's Batman. I'm going to see it. Sure. I'm going to see it. Oh, yeah. If you'd asked me 10, 15 years ago, like, hey, what do you think about, uh, you know, Lawrence from Office Space being Batman? I'd be like, you're an idiot. You know what? He's one of my, he's my second favorite Batman. <laughs> Batman the Brave and the Bold made me cry at least as much as Batman the Animated Series ever did. Yeah. Like, fantastic series. Fantastic yeah. Batman. So, you know, you never know. You you really don't ever know. And I try to keep an open mind, even though I'm still, like, I'm still human. I still hear a name and go, ugh. You know, sometimes. You know? Oh, yeah. No, you cannot, <laughs> like, you can't stop prejudice. That's a human thing. You just have to kind of try to internalize that, take the next step. That's all you can do. Yeah. And, like you said, stay We as humans, we, we, we in human, as humans come along with all sorts of baggage. Oh, yeah. We are not right. You know, I mean, <laughs> for all I know, my issue with Jake Gyllenhaal might be that he looks a little too much like Tobey Maguire. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, really, like, part of the, the backlash in your head might be like, I don't want Spider-Man playing Batman. Right. But, and he was going to play Spider-Man in Spider-Man 4 for a minute, but... Or Spider-Man three or some bullshit. I don't know. Whatever. The hell you know that what? Story I, was. You know. You yeah. know what? What he and Tobey Maguire were fantastic in Brothers. I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so dark. I it's do so believe good. It's, that it's they fantastic. would have made good like on screen for casting purposes. Like, yeah, I think they nailed that on casting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like Toby does a fantastic. Like Toby is like dude in the military who like they think he's dead. And like Jake Gyllenhaal is taking care of his wife and his kid and he and his wife kind of, he and the wife kind of start getting into it a little bit, like kind of falling for each other a little bit. Then Tobey Maguire turns out it was in a POW camp, comes back and got PSTD, uh, a PSTD uh, really bad and uh, PTSD. Is that PTSD? Yep. So I knew I kept saying it wrong. And uh, dude, he kills it. He kills it. He's so good. Maguire just kills it. He's like lost a ton of weight. He just, he, he really did a good job. Oh, good. Like, it's, it's definitely worth watching. No problems with any of that. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Nally Portman does a good job. I don't know Everybody just does a great job. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just, hmm. I guess we don't have to. Whatever. <laughs> He's signed off on this thing. Yeah, that according to him. Was, I don't know, maybe never even a damn thing. I don't know. Right. All right, over to Aquaman. Uh, so, <laughs> Digital Spy is reporting that uh, they're moving it up a week in the UK from December 21st to December 14th. And uh, there is a, uh, well, there's no reason for the date change uh, has really been given, uh, except for the, uh, I mean, well, Robert, Rod- Rod- Robert Rodriguez has a movie coming out, Alita Battle Angel. I don't think that'll do anything. But the Transformers spinoff, Bumblebee, is coming out December 21st. Mm-hmm. And then Mary Poppins Returns, Disney has that coming out December 25th. And that's going to crush everything, especially anything called Aquaman. It's going to crush. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but then I don't feel good about December 14th either because Sony's uh, animated Spider-Man movie is coming out then. So it'll uh, do it'll do OK. Whatever. But not not that great. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it will unless unless the Aquaman trailers really blow us away. I don't think they're I don't think it'll it'll just don't think they're buying the right screen time right now. I don't, and and that's it is frustrating. That was a huge problem with Justice League, man. Huge problem. Like you, you bought it between Thor Ragnarok and a uh, Pixar anything. The hell mm-hmm. were you thinking? Yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a little afraid for Aquaman right now, honestly. But uh, yeah, they, I, mm. it's like any other movie though. You've got to build your own ship and you know ride that thing. So let's at least see a trailer before we get worried. Yeah, I mean, I'm, just, even I'm then, just worried. Referring to my previous philosophy, even when you see the first trailer, give it a damn second, guys. <laughs> right. I'm really becoming, like, I want a shirt that says, give it a damn second, guys, at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. How about just wait for it? Wait for it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. that's the thing. Wait for it implies that I know there's a payoff. I don't know. Mm. I don't. But give it a second. <laughs> All right. It may fail well, us. over to background. <laughs> yeah, it might. All right. Uh, now, from Bumblebee's to Bats, Christina Hodson, man, writer of the aforementioned Transformers spinoff, Bumblebee, uh, is, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, writing Batgirl. Uh, she wrote uh, the uh, 2017 movie Unforgettable with Rosario Dawson and Katherine Heigl. Now, she also wrote the Bird of, uh, Bird of Birds of Prey uh, draft. And uh, Umberto Gonzalez over on Twitter says... Hodson knocked the BOP draft out of the park, hence why she got Batgirl, and BOP is out to directors as the next Harley Quinn project. Project is not dead whatsoever, but a priority. You know, Umberto is right about half the time, so we'll see. Um, I, mean, you know, I mean, I've minimally, read over and over again right she, wrote a, she wrote it. Birds of Prey script. Yeah, if, if at least that is factually true, then it makes a ton of sense to move her over to Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Black Adam, Dwayne, Dwayne, the rock Johnson was talking about Black Adam with Yahoo movies and, uh, you know, the, actually the, the bat, uh, the bat brand, T H A bat brand, B R A N over on Twitter, Brandon Bayham, uh, was the first to alert us to this. Um, and really all it is, is, is the rock telling Yahoo movies, the script came in it's great. We're working on it. If things come together in the way we anticipate them coming together, it feels like a 2019 movie. Which is the first I think we've heard about Black Adam in a long time. It's it's been a it's been a minute, man. But I feel like every six months, Black, uh, Dwayne Johnson comes out and says something like this, and then we don't hear about it for a while. Yeah, because he's too busy making shit like Rampage. <laughs> I, I want to laugh at it, but part of me wants to watch the giant creatures and and just shove popcorn down my throat for an hour and a half. Well, yeah, I want to see Pacific Rim too. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be hard. Like, I, I would not, if you had asked eight-year-old me, like, hey, there's a movie about uh, r- giant robots versus giant interdimensional aliens. You want to see it? And if I, if seven-year-old me knew that, like, 30-year-old me was like, ah, eh, fuck it, I don't care, that's bullshit. Seven-year-old me might have shot himself. Been like, yeah. This is, this is not a version of me that I would appreciate. No, 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 no. I don't want to live in a world without wonder. I don't like how I grew up to be. <laughs> I think I think my child version of me would be like very pleased with who I grew up to be. The only problem is my adult self isn't that that pleased with it. Hey, but you know, that's, whatever. That's an argument we all have to uh, face on a daily basis. All boys grown yeah. tall. I'm a classic self-loather. <laughs> all right, over to uh, I guess Justice League. Zack Snyder's been over on Vero explaining a lot of things. And uh, he did confirm that the Deathstroke footage from last year, the, the first Deathstroke footage, everyone lost their shit, was just test footage. I didn't know that had to be uh, confirmed, but apparently it does. Yeah, it looked like test footage. 
Yeah. Uh, he also went on to talk about uh, some more Batman v Superman stuff, which has caused a lot of stuff online. Like people talking about like think pieces saying like, oh, well, if you have to explain it. And I'm like, mm, you know, to be fair, a lot of this stuff I didn't need explained to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a honestly, there's no, a few yeah, things. You're, I mean, it's a lot of it made sense before he confirmed yeah. it. That's why a lot of the headlines, even the most clickiest of the baitiest have been Snyder confirms blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So uh, Snyder has gone, you know, he's kind of run the gamut. We talked about a bunch of this last week. He, he talked about the uh, the picture, the print above Bruce's bed, the Mapplethorpe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I chose to represent the erotic uh, as a drug that Bruce uses sex to momentarily forget his pain. And he's referring to Robert Mapplethorpe, uh, a photographer who was pretty controversial at times. He did a lot of nudes, a lot of BDSM stuff in the late 60s and early 70s. Um, kind of known for a lot of his erotic stuff. Um, he also went on to talk about, uh, how he felt like someone said that in BBS, they, they felt like it was implied that Lex killed his father. And Zach says, we feel the same way about Lex taking at his dad. Now, I mean, that's not the first time that's happened. Like that, that has comic precedent, uh, mm-hmm. in Luther, the unauthorized biography and Mark Wade's Superman birthright. Um, me personally, I never got that impression because he also talks about dad coming back, but, um, I guess I'll have to go back and look at it. I don't know. I, I never really got that impre- impression uh, that that was what happened. Yeah. But it's interesting that Zach felt that way. Uh, I'm a little okay with it either way. Um, uh-huh. It would be super maniacal if there was an extra layer to that where he made it seem as though he might come back so he could use the leverage mm-hmm. of the previous Luthor. Mm-hmm. And he secretly knows he he killed him straight D.E.D. dead. Mm-hmm. All of those things are, to me, like perfectly workable. Yeah. Uh, now, someone, and this is a little aggravating, but someone asked Snyder if there were ever plans for a Jason Todd subplot in BBS, and Snyder responded, what makes you think that's Jason Todd? <laughs> yeah, that one's just a little, that one's a little childish, Zach. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, what makes me think it's Jason Todd is, one, it looks like the the same storyline, but also, and importantly, um, the the guy that developed, uh, designed the suits said in a video... This is the Jason Todd Robin suit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever, man. I mean, it's your universe. Well, I mean, not anymore, but it was your universe. I guess it can, in your mind, it could be Dick or Tim or whoever the hell. Yeah. I don't know. Well, probably. Uh, this was also. I'm just going to predict that at some point we get a response to that. At this point, he's, got, uh-huh. he's gotten so engaged. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back with something like, well, this is what I was implying here and there and there and there and there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, so, Snyder also uh, explained to a fan who asked as to why Wayne Manor had been left to decompose. He says, um, I think his father commissioned the Lake House as a gift to his mother, a place built by her favorite architect, and she loved it. When Bruce turned 18, he moved in. He ordered Wayne Manor to be left to decompose. That just seems weird to me. Like, it feels like Snyder would have, I don't know, had more of a... Uh, he left it decompose after like, or maybe like Joker found out who they were or something and burned it to the ground or so, you know, I don't know, not burned it to the ground, but just messed it up real good. Or, uh, I feel like it should have, I feel like Zach probably in his mind had some sort of idea like about, you know, Bruce leaving Wayne Manor as like him leaving the Wayne part of himself and becoming more of the bat and starting killing. Mm -hmm. That's what I would think it would be. Whatever though. I mean, (laughs) 
That's so. That's a strange. I, I feel like that's a strange backstory. I don't know. I've got. I've got. In that universe, zero problem with what either of you were saying. I can live with either. Mm. I really can. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just thought it was kind of a weird, straightforward answer. <laughs> like, like, this is just the backstory of what happened. There are no thematic reasons for it. I mean, I I would like it if there was something, but I, I don't know. I mean, I I do. I do. I, I don't know. I guess I do agree with you. It is strange that there's no. Yeah. No it's a little thing. weird, right? Yeah, it is a little weird. But not the end of the world. No. In no. a way, it'd be kind of funny if it was just, well, he abandoned Wayne Manor. We're not thinking about that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I get it uh, as a, like, he embraces that brighter side of himself. He embraces the ideals and the dreams of his father a little bit more as he, like, turns Wayne Manor into the first Hall of Justice. I kind of dig that concept, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I like um, if I was trying to do a theme, it would mostly be I like the idea that he moves into a glass house as he becomes a person who has a secret life. Yeah. Or he moves into a glass house and starts throwing stones a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> and then learns how to throw batarangs. Bam, we're there. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. Like I see I wish he kinda of wish he had said that. Like, yeah. Like he moves into a glass house as a, as a show of transparency. That would have worked for me. That's kind of fun. Anyway, uh, we do have a, a piece of uh, we do have a piece of fan feedback this week. Uh, it comes from Jordan Valdez over at the uh, Multiverse Musings podcast, and uh, he he left us a voicemail. So uh, we'll jump right into that right the hell now. Hey there, Dave and Jason. This is Jordan Valdez. I'm just calling in to clarify about something. Uh, you brought up that uh, somebody brought up Mercy, the episode of Smallville, in relation to James Wan. That was me. Um, I want to clarify something. James Wan did not direct that episode um, of Smallville, but that episode is heavily inspired by the Saw movie. So that's what I meant. Uh, you were having a conversation on Twitter uh, about uh, what James Wan films you've seen, and I said I hadn't seen the, the Saw films. But I've seen the small episode Mercy, so I was, I was sort of joking because it, it's very heavily inspired by the soft films. Anyway, it's an amazing episode. I love it. Uh, but no, it is not directed by uh, by James Wan. So just wanted to clear that up. Um, since I'm talking about Smallville, I'll just go out by saying, Klana forever. Talk to you guys later. Bye bye. All right, Jordan. Man, thank you so much for leaving us a voicemail. I'm I'm sorry. I don't keep up with like I didn't even think to look it up to see. Like I was just I thought that you were just. Saying that James Wan directed a Smallville episode, man. I I was willing to go with you on that. It made sense, honestly. Wow. Kind of theoretically. I, and I I didn't feel like it was worth looking into at all. Just just made sense <laughs> and I went with it. And we're wrong, and that's what you get for not looking into shit. Yep, that's what that's what that's what you get. That's That's what yep. happened. We're unprofessional. <laughs> yep. And I just realized that I'm, I have a little twist tie that I'm playing with. And I, as I was saying that, subconsciously, I just looked down and realized that I was tying it into a noose around my finger. Ah, oh, well done. Yeah, that's, that's, a little, that's a little telling, huh? Well done. Which All hand? right, well, we're uh, the right. The right, okay. Uh, there's a, kind of an alien syndrome you can get with certain features of your body. You don't think that mm-hmm. limb belongs to you anymore. Uh-huh. You know, just watch that in the future. That's all. Not, okay. Not trying to seed anything or turn you into a super villain or anything, but, you know, just just watch that. Right. Watch that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to jump over to the television news. Uh, if you don't follow us over there and you aren't caught up, uh, we are pretty, pretty caught up. 
and uh, we might get a little spoilery, but there's not a lot of news. But if you don't want to follow us, you can uh, jump off here, go over to DC uh, on screen to get every episode if you like, or come talk to us on Twitter, DC on screen. Uh, I I have fun when we talk to people on Twitter. Sure. I don't know how you feel. Do you do you have fun when we talk to people on Twitter, Jason? Indeed, I do. Well, that's good. That, that's that's a real good thing to say. That's healthy. It's taught me not to fear the platform. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so we're gonna jump in right away over to suit on over to Supergirl. She has a series series three. What what are we in? The UK here? No, go for it. I like season. I like series. <clears throat> Supergirl has a series three finale date mm-hmm. set Monday, June eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I believe um, that was um, Proxima Temporado de esta season. Yeah. Uh huh. De Supergirl. I don't speak Italian. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> Wish I knew French I, I so I could understand what I just said. We. <laughs> oui. All right. <laughs> Monday, June 18th. I'm pretty sure that they said that before, uh, but it is, I guess, set in stone now. Over to Arrow, though. Roy Harper is returning as a series regular in Season 7. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I'm okay with it. I'm a but little, it, like, it does he, does didn't he run kinda, away with Thea? I know, that's the thing. It's like, I like having him back, but I do feel like we're going to have to have, like, some giant excuse about why Thea is not there, and he is. Well, okay, because I seem to also remember that she was like, you'll have to forgive me, I kind of was busy while I was watching Arrow, which is standard this season, sadly. Just the last few um, episodes. No. No. The well, season. No. We'll argue about that in a couple weeks. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not telling you, like, I, this is just how my experience with sure. the show this yeah, season has not been great. Um, but yeah, so... I, it, didn't she also run off with the League of Assassins or the League of Shadows or whatever the hell oh, they're calling she's themselves run off in that episode on the show? Yeah, I mean, Merlin but, I mean, basically like, just said, "Come no, with no, me." No, no, no. I mean, at the, I, yeah, I mean, but at the end of this episode, this last episode, Brothers in Arms, or the episode before that, whatever it was, didn't she like was was it her and Roy going off with the with um, Nissa? Yeah, and did that happen? Yeah, and Roy said, "You know, we're gonna, I'm gonna stay with you and all that." It's it's. The whole yeah. thing. Where I'll stay with you. I'll, I'll stay with you, Thea. hundred years. Yeah. Roy, and, Roy like, and Thea. they exited in a way where, like, Roy got in the car too quick, and I kind of thought, oh, well, damn, we just said bye to him fast. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we're back. And I'm a little annoyed because I swear there was some uh, some piece of news where, like, uh, I don't know where it came from. I really don't. I just ran across a tiny quote, and I think I'm remembering it correctly, but we'll see. Where, like, Stephen Amell was saying all the nice things about Will Holland and how he'd enjoyed their time together and everything and kind of ended it with, well, it was a nice excuse to get Roy back though, at least Mm -hmm. all that phrased very differently, but that was the sentiment. And kind of when I read that at the time, I thought for a minute, for a second. Yeah. Like, and and now I'm thinking "Mm, that was out there and everyone missed it. I mean, you know, it makes sense. Like, she doesn't want to be on the show, and she stated that. He does want to be on the show, and he stated that yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's getting what they want. Everybody and their mama hates new Team Arrow, so. <laughs> there's a, lot of, there's a did, lot of that out there. Did you, I, I didn't include it in the news, but did you happen to see Guggenheim talking about, like, well, we hadn't really considered, like, that people would, like, really hate the new Team Arrow? We just thought that, like, we would create this, like, division in the team but that like they were really even-handed and 
you know, people were going to be, you know, see both sides of it. But no, everybody just like, we just didn't consider that people were go, had, had more history with original Team Arrow. And we're going to turn on new Team Arrow as ardently as they did. And I'm like, well, no shit, man. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't read that. But if what you're telling me is right. Uh-huh. Come on, dude. <laughs> just come on, man. Like. Especially the history part. We we've we've been following these people for years, and then you get to a point where, like, especially in the last two seasons and this season in particular, you've built up the whole idea of he's different, he's different, he's different, and then in like the last couple episodes, he was standing there alone at one point, just yeah. alone with Felicity pissed and Diggle on his way, and it, like it, yeah. Team Arrow was completely demolished, and it was just. Oliver again, and I actually liked that as a storyline. I'm kind of are you caught it. up on Arrow? Yeah, as far as I know. All right, so brothers in arms, mm-hmm. Diggle he bolts, he takes off. Sure, right, yeah. he's done because he doesn't like Oliver's leadership. Yeah, Oliver leaves a trail of bodies. Yeah, great argument between those two. Oh yeah, Loved they did. It. They both did a fantastic job. Super cathartic the, for the series in general. Over the last couple of episodes, they've had this argument going, or they they've ground it into our, our heads. That it's not about him being Green Arrow necessarily. It's about him being the leader. You know, the the mantle is the mantle, but Oliver's leadership skills are leave him wanting. How much you want to bet they get him back by making Diggle the leader, sort of like Iris with Team Flash. They make Diggle the leader of the team, and Oliver's and like Ollie's the, sort of like the right hand man. Yeah, yeah just taking yeah. orders while he's like he still gets to he still gets to complete him, and he still gets to be mayor, but he doesn't have to make those hard choices nope. anymore. I like where you're going. I don't think they'll do it. I think it's going to end up being like a... Like, in the last episode, it was still... They went out there. They trusted each other. I think it's going to end up being... They're going to try to write it as an equal partnership. Hmm. I like where you're heading. I understand. And I think it could definitely be done. But I think that's what they're going to do instead. All right. I guess we'll see, man. Dum, dum, dum. Maybe the best theory will win. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. It was fun. Um, I guess over to the Titans. <laughs> so, uh, some photos Still have been leaking, super man. surprising and... that we're doing that, but okay, go ahead. I know, right? All right. So we don't normally talk about set photos because they're not official in any, in any way, but some photos did leak and people really aren't like super aren't happy. Like all over the Twitter, people are freaking out about this and you know, th- there's no context. So I don't feel like this is a spoiler. But basically, it kind of boils down to Beast Boy ain't green and Starfire ain't orange. Right. Uh, I will say there is, like I said it before, there's no context. They look like they're in civilian wear. So maybe there's some kind of Wayne Tech holographic bullshit going on, making them look normal. So they can walk around in, in, in public without people freaking out. Yep. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it's just, you know, bad. Like, it doesn't look great. But again, neither did neither did the Flash costume, the set photos of the Flash on the CW, did not look good. That show is perfectly fine. I, um, no set pictures have ever looked good. Yes, I mean that, no that's beso- the main behind thing. the scenes p- set pictures have ever looked good. But actually, that's not true. I take that back. When Zack Snyder's got Clay Enos shooting like Superman walking out of like a warehouse. Oh, but hell yeah, yeah, that's different. <laughs> and apparently but that guy like can a, jump on his phone and make a damn beautiful yeah. image. That's different. Yeah, I follow one Vero. I'm jelly. Yep, I get it. But I don't know how still, it makes that. We're, we're looking at set pictures. <sighs> Come on, mm-hmm. man. Like, there's so much that can go behind that. Like you said, it could be holographs. 
Who knows? Yeah. It could be yeah. that these these characters aren't the colors you expect them to be, and in which case, I guess green and orange aren't necessarily. I, I I don't know what kind of version of racism that is, but still, like we're we're still just talking about skin color. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's just still no version weird. of orange washing, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 still <laughs> it's still like the spirit of these characters are there, but like there's so many things that can happen, holograms, yeah, simulations, anything. You you're talking and, about you know, somebody walking on a set, like you. you just and people can't. are like conjecting that like no, this must be when they first meet and. Actually, they that's what that I'm calling it. Like months ago, you just—that's—that's that's not premature ejection. That's what I'm calling it. They—they—they they, they made that pilot uh, a while ago. They—they're probably just you know in civilian wear in the like they're in the middle of the street with a bunch of people around them. Who the hell knows? Anyway, it's—it's it's really difficult to to get mad at something like that. Just, and people just, are doing just it. Just take a step back. Yeah. Give them a second. Give them a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of this episode. Screw SEO. It's going to be called Give Them a Second. second. (laughs) (laughs) It matters, man. It matters. I I don't know. There's so many tricks you can pull. I mean, you can can change things in the story. We're talking about comics. Shit changes there, too. Mm -hmm. Like, for all we know, in the pilot, there's some ridiculous contraption that... Like, for the first ten minutes of the show, you see them in the colors you're used to, and then, there you go, hologram, and or, there you go, we've come up with this serum that as long as you take it X amount of time, you you don't, you you appear normal. Great! And then, yeah. in episode, I don't know, what are these going to be, like, 12 minute or uh, 12 episodes, or something like that? Episode <sighs> 4 slash 7, 8, 9. Oh my god, Starfire's orange again, and everyone's up in arms. I... I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. We can all play. If I gave you the pieces, you'd put the puzzle together however you felt like it. Yeah, sure. Just. Sure. Calm. Give him a second. Calm the H down. <laughs> like, I saw the pictures and I went, eh, that looks like shit, but I grew up in the 90s. I'm used to this. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and unlike, you know, unlike now, like, back in the 90s, if you saw a step picture that looked like that, that's what it was going to look like. That was really what, like, yes, that was, <laughs> that's what you were dealing with. Like, does anyone rem- does anyone else remember the Gen X made-for-TV movie on Fox? No, I do not. You don't. Yeah, look that up on YouTube someday, man. Oh, God. Okay, all right. It's bad. Fair enough. But what it's you're describing bad. is, like, this was fanzine stuff. Mm-hmm. Back when the kind of thing you were, you were reproducing was like a bad filmed version of something that would look roughly what it looked like because lighting was so important at the time that we couldn't change it in post like we can now. I'm not even talking about fanzine stuff, really, honestly. Like, I'm talking about like the, what we see as set pictures today and go, oh, that looks bad. Back in the 90s, those were like the official stills in a magazine. <laughs> I'm still thinking about fanzines, though, when you talk about that. That were polished, and you went, oh, that looks great. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like the character, yeah. but that looks like, you know, a real-life representation of the character. And then you watch the thing, and it was like, no, nope, that was pretty bad. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Hasselhoff's Nick Fury. <laughs> Co-starring Lisa Rinna. What the hell, man? <laughs> <sighs> Some perspective, people. That's all we're asking for. Some perspective. 
Just just take it all in. You've seen some stuff. Give it a minute. Shall we evoke shall we evoke the spirit of Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman? Probably not, but go for it. What's your what what's your suggestion there? Oh, no. No. There's no suggestion. Just remember it. Oh, just remember how bad it looked. Remember how the flying looked even worse than the movie that came 12 years or whatever before it? I mean, yeah, I mean, it looked worse than the 1970s. Yeah. And Superman 78 or whatever the hell it was. To be fair, every subsequent Superman movie after that looked worse too, but... <laughs> I mean, in that line. Not, something Superman like... Returns looked pretty dope, but... <laughs> that one actually did finally. But it was still mostly... like. If nothing else, can we not give Man of Steel this? For once, I believed a man could fly. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I believed Christopher Reeve's Superman could fly. Like, Oh, when I was a kid, sure. That was great. I mean, to be fair, I was a kid and I was still going, oh, that shit's on wires. But <laughs> I didn't really believe. But yeah, like, but man, I mean, I was the kid sitting there going like, yeah, the Enterprise is on like a stick. Yeah. I know this. And it's a bunch of plumbing supplies <laughs> attached to a stick. Yeah, we we all get that. Every time I go into Home Depot, I go to the plumbing section just to look at nacelles. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously, if you it, like, if I sold that to you, I swear to God, it would cost sixteen dollars. The entire thing. Mm-hmm. You just everything mm-hmm. you have to do afterwards. Fine, but yeah, that that ship, that iconic ship. No, less than twenty. Which has merit, though. The design, though, has merit. Like uh, Matt Jeffries, the guy that designed it, was like. He was like an engineer or something in the uh, in the Air Force. Oh, yeah. Oh. I've seen designs for an actual interstellar ship that we can't afford to build and don't have the resources to, but would theoretically work, and it kind of looks mm, similar-ish. Yeah. Anyway, moving over <laughs> to Young Justice. Uh, Kari Payton, uh, Aqualad, says that they are uh, done recording on uh, Young Justice Outsiders, he says, we've already recorded all 26 episodes. We're just waiting for the animation to come back. I've already seen some of it. It looks great. I'm so excited. It is as twisty and turny and full of so many characters. I can't wait for you guys to see it. You're going to love it. I'm I'm excited too, man. Oh, dude, I'm down. Like, I'm going to watch that entire show again in the two or three weeks that precede it coming back. I won't, but I just watched it like last year. I know. I know. It's been a couple of years since I watched... Well, anything out of yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to recatch everything. But man, I'm super excited, mm-hmm. and it is nice to learn that like, oh, we're going twisty again. We're not gonna just do a fan favorite anything. It's it's yeah, that's that's cool. I, mean, I think we all remember that great little twist where we look down at the monitor and see that you know Magan is turning into Black Canary and making out with Superboy. And you're like, oh shit, role play. <laughs> Yeah. That was more twisty to me than any of the actual twist in the plot. I was just like, they're doing this shit on a kid's show, y'all? What? Funny as that is, yeah. Oh, and uh, there's your, you know, there's your green. You're fine. Just apparently just get DC streaming and they're going to give you every version of stuff. I kind of agree with that. Well, you're going to have to get DC streaming to watch Titans anyway. Yeah, you will. But apparently you're going to get several versions of things. So, you know, whatever. You'll be right. Yeah, whatever. You know what? They they finally explained why... Uh, You're going to do it anyway. Manhunter... Oh, yeah. I was going to have to watch it. Yeah. They, they they finally did after, like, two years on Supergirl. Like, in the third season, they actually, like, explained why, you know, 
Martian Manhunter is just always looking like a dude, just like a normal dude on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, we will we will change the, to the appearance of the people. Okay. Yeah, basically cool. courtesy. Yeah, thanks for that. And I'm good with that. That works Hang that lantern, buddy. Let me know. Right. Give, give me a line. That's all I'm asking for. Those are the good exposition there, Lions. There's... I don't need to know about all the crap Laurel's been through or the last, like, five years. I don't need that. No. I mean, <laughs> exposition is, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's over-necessary. Mm-hmm. That's when we all get annoyed. Anyway, man, I, I don't, I, that's the last piece of news I have. That's it. Is that it? All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Damn. Bye. We didn't do this. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoyed, uh, if you enjoyed the show, let us know. Even if you don't give us a review, even like it always just makes us feel better. It makes us feel good. Uh, makes us feel like this is the show is worth doing. You just throw throw over to uh, Twitter and give us some love, man. That's, I don't know. That just makes my week, man. It Absolutely. really does. Sure. I'm, I'm a pathetic creature, and your praise Human. fuels me. <laughs> If you'd like to hear more episodes, we're we're on it. We're everywhere. Our iTunes. We're actually we're not everywhere. And we're not Spotify. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out how to make that work. Like, and they're just not copping to us, man. But um, <laughs> no, they apparently just decide who's there. It's weird. Well, recently, like, okay, a few weeks, like maybe, well, not a few weeks, maybe uh, three months ago, there was a submission form that you could go onto onto. Uh, Spotify and request that your show be on Spotify. Sure. Or request that a show be found on Spotify. And, uh, you know, I submitted and never heard back anything. And, you know, but I've heard you you won't hear back. You just have to check. I check. They're not there. Mm -hmm. We're not there. Uh, Other podcasts are showing up. Like Supergirl Radio is on there. Um, Mark Maron's show, WTF, is on there. A A lot of podcasts are on there. Now I'm finding, uh, I've looked into it again, and there are they've now optimized it to where uh, certain hosts you can just outsource it to Spotify when you upload your show, and our host uh, Blog Talk Radio is not part of that. Fantastic. So, I don't know, but uh, we're everywhere else. We're iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Overcast, we're TuneIn, we're everywhere. Except for Spotify, apparently. <laughs> Tis the nation. And, you know, that'll probably eventually change. But um, you can go over to DC on screen for every episode for free. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We, we're around. We're always over there talking to uh, the guys from Fans Without Borders and Suicide Squadcast and Multiverse Musings and stealing the remote and having a good time. More so, uh, yeah, come join us. Come. Join our riotous debauch. Join us. Into into the body. No, damn it. That's Touch just, the body. No, 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 no. End it, day. End it. Keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, 
the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.